When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. All right. So, Al, we're getting a lot of response on Emily's list. I uh, Not a lot of it is tilting towards okay. your favor, but Emily. are any of these people either... Are, are any people that people that find men attractive? That's the question. Yes, I think so. I think <laughs> well, that- it's, it, it. You can we can analyze it. You know, I think we. <laughs> I don't watch football games and say that, that Jalen Hurts. Damn, um, that's a good looking man. <laughs> However, I think we can. Uh, you know, I think we give our best analysis. I found the I found the comedian I was talking about that looks like uh, Joe Burrow. Who? Do you remember? And I know he's done a lot of stuff, but the one that sticks out to me: half baked Jim Brewer. A little bit, yeah. I you can see that. Go, yeah. go look at a young Jim Brewer, and I swear their faces are – they're pretty close, pretty close. Siobhan, uh, who was uh, a Mandy's attendee, beautiful woman, fun, and she is weighing in on this, uh, Emily, saying, uh, Emily is in my top five producers. I'm worried about this list based on number four and five. So she, you got off to – Mariota and Stafford were your five they're and your four? They're good-looking guys. Eh, you're I not getting a ton of support on this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lot of That's Joe like Burrow. starting the power rankings right now, saying Rams top five in the NFL right now. <laughs> I don't think it's exactly equated. Lot, lot, lot. Uh, Matthew Pelosi, Captain Howdy, John and Fullerton. A lot of people saying that Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin. There's a there's a lot of that. <laughs> a hot Macaulay Culkin. That it looks like adult Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin does not look like he looked when he was in Home Alone. No. He has... Age. We all have, but Macaulay Culkin does not look like the Time little kid in that. The Joe Burrow looks favorite. like we thought Macaulay Culkin would grow yeah, into. Yeah, like he's a little more filled out um, version. Do you guys want my 10 through 5, or do you want to read more people <laughs> hating my list? <laughs> go, go ahead. Give it to us quickly. Okay. 10 is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield at 10. I think that he has the similar thing to Joe Burrow with like a little bit of the- Rams in your top five. 10. <laughs> okay. I, well, I can't wait, but I, I think Bryce Baker. Perkins is going to be number seven. <laughs> I'd put Baker ahead of Matthew. Bryce Perkins also good oh, looking. Yeah. He went to UVA. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, and this is why I think I did leave off Tua because I put Baker on here and I, I forgot that he was not a starting quarterback for the majority of the season. <laughs> so that's where I, I can slot Tua in somewhere else. But um, yeah, I just think he has great energy. I think he's funny. I think that he uh, you know, I like a little bit of a um, a guy that's got some interesting attitude. I, I like attitude. Let's just say that. So what's he's number? Can we get his eight? phone number? number he wants to get his phone number for you. <laughs> we could probably. Yeah, I think we he's trying to figure this out. I think he's married. Make it like it's going to be an married. interview. I, this is not. Make it like it's going to be an interview. <laughs> no, on no, the no, station. no, no, no. Who else is on the list? <laughs> okay, so nine is Tom Brady. I think that he would have been higher up. If not for the unfortunate change and the and the training, uh, the got training too camp skinny. Here. Yeah, it's just the the cheekbones got a little bit too much work yeah. on yeah. it. But I think that he eats and, berries for dinner. <laughs> and this version of Tom Brady, not the one that had long hair. What was that? An seven eight or whatever like Something that. Something like that. Like long hair Tom Brady. No, thank you. But every other version of Tom Brady, yes, please. Um, eight, Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is also a good-looking guy. I don't know. I don't really like him in terms of as a uh, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. 
But I see him a lot in these commercials. I think that he's an interesting guy. I've heard, I've heard him on Hard Knocks and stuff. He seems to be good with kids. Like, there's a lot of good qualities. Sell to you some soup on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> exactly. Or sleeper mattresses, <laughs> yeah. all these good things. Uh, but Slee, do you have any opinions about Dak Prescott on my list? Uh, Dak's a good one. Yeah, Dak. Uh, Brady and Dak make sense. Yeah, yeah. Those. Uh, if you put either one of those in your top five, I, nobody I think would be arguing. <laughs> okay, and then I have... Where's Nick Foles? Is Nick Foles in there? If he's not, then I'm done. <laughs> this list is done. Nick Foles didn't start the majority of snaps. I, I, the only one I got wrong is Baker Mayfield on this. So we got uh, seven is Josh Allen. I think he is very attractive. I I, I think he has like... You've got a type. Yes, I got you, a little you've bit of type. You've got a type. I like you, you like the the... Thicker guys, yeah, like Josh Allen and Tua and Baker and yeah. Matthew Stafford Matthew are all like a thicker guy. Yeah, look at his face. There's no chin. <laughs> yeah, there's a little. There's a little. You got a couple yes. extra PB and J's. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Say, I like facial hair, and all of these guys have good facial hair, and so I think that adds to it as well. And then my last one, and this uh, ten through six, I guess. Uh, I think Travis is the most confused about. Trevor Lawrence, the hair is amazing. He is so good looking. He knows how to wear a suit really well. He looks like Sunshine from uh, Remember he does the Titans. Look like Sunshine. And, I, and I had a crush on Remember uh, Sunshine when I was growing up. I think that he is solidly in okay. sex. Didn't go yep. above Mar- Mariota though. <laughs> I'm gonna just say this. It's not gonna be much of an analysis. That is not a good looking dude. <laughs> he does not look good. He does not look good looking. He is. He doesn't. So Do I want to run my hand he's through like, his hair? Sure. He's, he's got like amazing hair. He's a Greek god, too. But... He's a different kind of Greek god. <laughs> like a Disney prince, kind of. Yeah. Now, is he my favorite quarterback in the NFL this that's weekend when they though. take on the Chargers? Maybe. Other than that, <laughs> right, that's a good I, list. Trevor Solid Lawrence. List. I did. He I just, is whoa. so good looking. He, you know, His hair is flowing. He has, like, when he's running down the field, it's just like everything's flowing behind him. What about the neck? This, I don't care about his neck. You guys are you are focused on like different things that women. I don't think focus. I, I well, I mean, it, that's all I'm seeing is neck. I think we were better <laughs> with our top there's five. A lot, there's a lot I think, of I think we were good. Like, I think we were good with top five. Comes in with yeah, he's not good looking. Like I, I'm at least offering you a reason as to why he should not be in the top ten with okay. the, the neck. So also the two guys that I think you guys are most anticipatory about where I put them: Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, surprisingly, is at my 14. He's solidly middle in the, the middle. Pack. I think you made that long of a list. <laughs> I made all 32. all 32. Al. I left out two. Oh my gosh. Hey, I, it was my prep work today, guys. Uh, so yeah. Okay, let's let's just cut to it. Hold on. <laughs> no, don't, I don't care about Russell Wilson. I need to know who's 32nd. <laughs> we talked about it this morning. <laughs> oh never. Yeah, we'll leave we'll leave it yeah. at that. That's 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 kind of cruel. <laughs> let's, leave, let's talk about the playoff matchup. Yeah, Carson let's go. Wentz let's go second playoffs. Last. Carson Wentz let's go is second last. Not a fan of Carson Wentz. Not a fan of Gingers. All right, <laughs> coming in hot. Damn, <laughs> coming in hot. By the way, Taylor had the sneaky best line of the whole thing. He looks like a Disney prince, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's pretty terrific. The Trevor Lawrence, um, who Al called ugly and i said has a long neck that's the best game of the weekend right the the, the other one that's really good i think in dallas and tampa which is on monday night but the charger jacksonville yeah. game 
I think is the game that you could make a pretty compelling case that either one of those teams could win. I think that Jacksonville's super interesting because nobody expected them to be here. Everybody thought that the Chargers were going to be in the playoffs. They didn't even win their division, but they're playing their best football at the end of the year. Of all the games that we have coming up on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, that to me, Slee, is the one that's the most intriguing because I, I have no idea how that's going to shake out. Because it could go either way. Yeah. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're the Chargers, you got to avoid the big three. Yeah, AFC, you're right. Right? So you, you had an opportunity to, if they, just that example, if they were at Cincinnati um, this weekend, that's a big difference than a Jacksonville team that barely got in there. You know, we kind of forget about this. Do you remember early in the season, I can't remember what week it was, Jacksonville came to uh, SoFi Smash and just it. laid a shellacking Smash. on the Chargers, and it kind of came out of nowhere, and who would have thought that this was going to eventually be a playoff matchup? It's the most intriguing to me. I will say that, um, you know, there's some other games that – problem is that a lot of these games, they're within division. And it's, you know, what you want the playoffs. I don't want to see any more division matchups, right? Like, I don't need to see Seattle and San Francisco for the third time. I don't want – this is just my there's own personal, right? three division matchups this week. I was going to say, you still got – you know, you got Baltimore and Cincinnati. There's another one. Buffalo and uh, Miami. And Buffalo and Miami. So that part is a little disappointing of the weekend schedule. And I think maybe that highlights a little bit more Chargers and Jacksonville, which can go either way. And if you're the Chargers, there is an expectation that you don't have to play Cincinnati, Buffalo, or KC, that you at least get to the next round. And, you know, we saw how Jacksonville punched their ticket in. Yeah, I'm not a Charger fan, obviously, but I'm really interested to see how this shakes out for them because I do think that they're in a – like you said, Al, the draw that they got is favorable. Now, if they win that game and everything else goes chalk, they get the Chiefs next. But I, they can beat the Chiefs. We've seen them play with the Chiefs. We've seen them beat the Chiefs. They, they play close pretty much every time they yes. play the Chiefs. And when you're playing somebody within your division, you know them. it's not like you're going to be seeing something that's crazy different. You play them twice this year. Yeah, I, I don't think that the Chargers are going to go to the Super Bowl, but at the same time, it's not a crazy draw. They actually, this is, like you said, this is the draw you would want in the first round. Give me Jacksonville, even though they're at home and yeah. they beat the you-know-what out of you earlier in the year, it's a good matchup for them. I think that they will will have a really good opportunity there. And even though you got to play the number one seed after that, probably because of the way that it, it, you know it'll, it'll break out, I don't think that that's an impossible ask for them. And now all of a sudden you're AFC championship bound and now anything can happen. If you got to go to Buffalo and it's four degrees, that's different. If you got to go to Cincinnati and it's freezing cold, that's different too. But if these things can break the way that it is, the Chargers have a chance. It's interesting to think about because the Rams obviously are the Super Bowl champs from last year. Mm -hmm. The Chargers could put themselves in a position to at least make it an interesting run. And you've got two teams with fan bases that are still – developing shall we say yeah. from the same city and everyone else in the in, in the country be doing backflips to get an opportunity like this and we're going to be met with back-to-back years potentially of yeah they're really good and they got fans but it's certainly not like the bills who are trying to win their first super bowl hit me up on twitter i don't know if there's like a jacksonville bar in la anywhere that's a great question is there a place where i can go on saturday and just be amongst my Jacksonville Jaguar fans and just look for a, you know, look for a nice little home win. I, I'd really like to be with my people this Saturday. 
All right, so SC made a decision. <laughs> you people, I can, that would be pretty awesome. Love I'd like, the Jags. Always have loved, I've Trevor always loved Lawrence the Jaguars. Yeah, go old school. Throw it back. Go like Mark Brunel or Tony Baselli or Maurice Jones-Drew. Go Kirk. That's what it is. We, that's it. When in yeah, doubt, we, that's Kirk. right. We already when talked about doubt, that. Give Kirk. Lincoln Riley says they're not going to change it up on defense. Should we trust him? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So I did a little research last night, um, getting ready for our Pickleball Madness coming up in March, ESPN LA Pickleball Madness. Uh, I remember, I think I said yesterday that our paddles would be about, you know, five or ten bucks. Yeah. That's not true. What are we? What's the damage? So on the low end... I found about forty. Okay, and on, you can spend as much as a couple hundred bucks on one. Couple of hundred things. bucks. Yeah, like two hundred was the high end. Forty was kind of the lower end. What should we get? Well, this is what this is what I'm so excited about because I know Tommy and Morales when they were doing this, they budgeted for you and I to have two hundred dollar paddles. <laughs> so I don't know if we just take their credit card or we get reimbursed. I don't know how that works, so if you want to send Tommy an email. All right, I'll I'll, I'll go through the uh, the wonderful reimbursement system that Disney has. It, it only takes like nine hours to get your six bucks back. It's great. And I'm sure it's not designed like that on purpose. <laughs> it's, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Thank goodness for Amanda, who talked me off the ledge. She was uh, very, very useful in that. But, I have one tweet. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. About, not about the paddles, but this is from Erica Thom- Thomas. Do you guys know who Shamar Moore is? Yeah, he was on... Um, Criminal Minds. Yeah, that's right. Yes, okay. So she was the like... soap opera guy, Because she agreed with me about the one and two, yes. But she said, also, have you ever seen Jalen Hurts and Sh- uh, Shamar Moore, Moore together in a oh, room? They, they are uncanny. Oh, they're yeah, they're they the same person. Very similar. Yeah, yeah so maybe they're the same person. Yeah, I wish I looked like Shamar Moore or Jalen Hurts. That would be <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty good. <laughs> and apparently uh, I could even look like Matt. I feel like I could pull off Matthew Stafford. I feel like I, I just got to grow a little of my hair back. I feel like I could pull that one off. Yeah, you're closer shape. to Stafford than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Just <laughs> not jump on that one. Step of the way. 
Yeah, but like I, I think I could pull off Josh Allen. I, I got I, first of all, these guys are 25 years younger than I am, so that's that's a that's a hurdle. I'm a little gray. I'm gonna go to the Just for Men section in Ralph's on my way home and sure. start to cork my beard, <laughs> put paint it in with a sharpie, whatever it is you used to do these things, and I'm coming back strong. Buy, yeah, it. buy everything, buy everything on the shelf there, <laughs> and I a pickleball to, racket. I need in the hunt uh, graphic for my uh, 10 through 13 too. So someone asked me about my my. <laughs> In the hunt, yeah. and I, and I also gave them to receiving him. votes kind of category. Yes. Not a bad way to do it. Where Just were tweet your, them uh, directly. Where were your AirPods? Okay, so my AirPods. So I again, I, I my AirPods. I try to put it in the same place every time. I don't always put them in the same place every time. Obviously, and that's where I lose them. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'll I'll do this like maybe once every other week where I I think it's in my pocket of my pants. So like I'll go through my dirty laundry before I do my my um, laundry and, and put in the washer. I'll go through my pockets, make sure I don't have anything that's important in them, because um, that just happens to me. But I <laughs> I wear this jacket a lot. I wear it, uh, especially this outfit, a good amount. And so it's this white white jean jacket, and I wear it over top of a lot of hoodies or a lot of other things just to kind of make an outfit. So I had this white jacket taken off, and I put it in the corner of my room. I guess I must have put my AirPods in the pocket of this jacket. And Son of a. Out of my room. And so I, I put this jacket on this morning. I had already resigned that I was going to use my other headphones today to do stuff around the house. I get to work. I'm actually walking in to have a meeting with you. I, I go into my pocket and like, oh. There they are. It's my AirPods. Now they're found. That's so like there the first place my... you look, right? Like in no. the clothes that you had on the last time you had them. But I didn't know what clothes I had on the last time I wore them. So otherwise I would have looked everywhere else. But Probably that's... a few hundred bucks in Emily's <laughs> jackets hanging in her closet sleeve. That's yeah. like one of the great moments of, of anybody's day. You put on that jacket you hadn't worn since. The last time it was cold, like especially when it's like I don't know October or whatever, it gets cold for the first time in a long time. Ah, twenty bucks. That's she a has a band day. of cash, a rubber band, just <laughs> a lot of cash in there. All right, so SC, we were talking about this a minute ago. Yeah, the, you could kind of talk me into this was a smash success of a season. They only lost three games. Mm -hmm. They were in the final four going into the last weekend. They won the Heisman Trophy. They were back in the national scene. The Coliseum was rocking and full and awesome all over again. That's all true. Yep. And, and and then there's the, you lost, and you being Lincoln Riley, you lost the most important games of your season the exact same way you lost all the other important games of your previous seasons in Oklahoma, and you're telling me you're not going to change this, that you've done a deep dive on the program, that Alex Grinch, your defensive coordinator, is coming back again, and it's it's history repeating itself all over again. Bunch of points, great quarterbacks, tons of offense, exciting football, and you can't stop someone when you absolutely have to. I think smash success. That's that's a little aggressive for me. I I, I think there are. I, I've used this, and I, this is kind of my barometer on the relevance of a team in LA. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm I'm just. This is my true true belief on this. Trav, how much did we spend this season talking about the Los Angeles Chargers? Not a ton. Not a ton. And I I think there's a reason for that. I think that you know they have a huge challenge in LA. It's not like. Um, the Rams have a huge challenge, and they have history in Los Angeles. How much have we spent talking about the Los Angeles Clippers this year? Not a ton. They have a. They're, 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 I know they, their they story's a lot that different. Six-game losing streak, Slee. They did. <laughs> they did. I know their story's a lot different because their history in LA is a lot longer. Um, but a lot of the times, I think how you can gauge 
where a program is or where a team is, what the interest level is, turn on, you know, go to your your favorite sports talk radio show. Go to the LA Times. Go to the sports section. See what are the kind of the main topics and the conversations. SC has been, if they're ever brought up over the last couple of years, it's usually saying something negative about USC football. It's usually saying something about, man, what happened to this program? Do you remember the times when the Coliseum used to be full? Like that, that, that was sure. kind of that was predominantly the conversation. This year, it did change, and I, I think you know, you and I both agree. The moment they got Lincoln Riley, you kind of, oh, okay, SC's not joking around anymore. SC is. They're ready for, if you wanted to make an argument that there were a lot of things going on on that campus that was a priority at that time and NCAA football was not the priority, completely fair. We, we get it. We understand it. But when you sign Lincoln Riley, everything that you just mentioned about the Coliseum being full, I think you start feeling like, okay, hey, that's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Everything you started feeling about, they're going to be an exciting brand to watch. That started happening again. Everything you started thinking about, they'll be competitive. I don't know how many wins that's going to add up to in his first year, but you thought they were going to be competitive. They did all that. He Check off every part of that list. Maybe they oversold us too quick because of their record and because they only had one loss against Utah and it came on a two-point conversion, and maybe because they beat UCLA and beat up Notre Dame that they set up holy you-know-what, SC has a really good chance of going to this playoff that they didn't do that, then lost um, uh, or didn't go to the Rose Bowl and then lost the way they did in each one of the games. It was the same against Toledo. I think that's why you you kind of have a certain taste in your mouth about the program. It's not that they weren't successful, because I think there are a lot of things you can point out to that were successful, but I think you could still be incredibly critical and ask yourself, why is it going to change next year if you're bringing back pretty much the same guy that's heading up that defensive front? Yeah, I look, all of the good stuff, sure. And it, it was great, it, but I, I want to draw a really distinct difference between a guy like Pete Carroll who showed up and the first year they were good, not great. They turned, they, but you could kind of see it coming. The Carson Palmer started to come on and everything else. And then that next year, they really kind of took it to the next level. But we didn't have a ton of track record for a guy like Carroll. We had an NFL track record that was a bit of a mixed bag, you know, not great, but not a disaster either. And he wasn't the first choice and you didn't expect him to come in here and turn it around right away, but he did turn it around and it happened relatively quickly. And then they were off to the races for the better part of 10 years. Um, Lincoln Riley is not an unknown commodity. He was the best known commodity. Like once you get past Nick Saban and Dabo and maybe one or two other guys. There was no bigger name as far as college football coach goes. So he comes in, and and you're right, the expectations to turn it around to that degree were probably not there. But that he did, but continued to lose in the exact same way that he lost at a program that is the, the comparisons between USC and Oklahoma are really remarkable. Multiple Heisman Trophy winners, hmm. compete for national championships, loyal fan base, compete for conference titles, compete for national titles, and just being good is not good enough. You got to be excellent. You got to be one of the best in the country, mm-hmm. which is what he was. But they kept losing exactly – that blueprint is exactly the same one that showed up at USC. If this was an unknown guy that they hired out of Montana State and showed up and did this, we'd be jumping up and down like, oh, my God, wait till he gets the defense fixed. And how, I mean, if he's this good at offense, of course he's going to fix the defense. 
Well, it's not an unknown commodity from Montana State. It's a very well-known commodity from a program that mirrors yours quite a bit, and you lost the same way. It, it's so this idea that I've done a deep dive and you know Alex Grinch is not the problem. I don't know if he is or he isn't. I know that Lincoln Riley is got a blind spot when it comes to coaching football, defensive football. That I don't trust him to be the one guy. If he says it's okay, I don't necessarily believe him. I, if if somebody else told me this, sure. But this is the Achilles heel that he has. This is the blind spot that he has. And him telling me I've done a deep dive. What, did you watch the UCLA film? Did you did you go through? We're going to stop giving up 48 points. Okay, great. How do you plan on doing that? Trev, this could happen next year. And I, I wouldn't be sh- shocked if it does happen. You you had mentioned Matt Liner, I think you said, had yeah. put out a tweet or something along those lines. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. That I, I'm not questioning that help could very well be on the way. It is his first year, and the way the transfer portal now is used, you can you can speed up the process to improve specific things on your uh, on your roster on your team. Help could be on the way, and that defense next year could just have a lot better talent, and then all of a sudden things are evening evening themselves out. Listen, I'm not uh, I'm not a genius when it comes to college football. And I think most people will say the same thing. Yeah, is SC going to improve their defense? Well, if we're saying it, I'm sure they understand that in order for them to compete for a national championship, you got to have a defense. No, You said this earlier. You don't have to be the Georgia Bulldogs. No. You don't have to have games where you give up six points. We get that. We understand that. But you also can't be a squad that gives up 45 and 37 and 48 and 51. And <laughs> if you're giving up 27 and you won a game because your offense was so good and you won that game 41 to 27, that's okay on the defensive end. Remember at the beginning of the season, and they were actually pretty good on this most of the year, they had so many turnovers on the defensive side that kind of it covered a lot. Right, that if you have errors in baseball, you're going to lose a game. If you have turnovers in the NBA, you're going to lose a game. In the NFL, if you have turnovers, you're going to eventually lose a game. That's a that's a big difference there. My only concern is that if we're sitting here a year from today, and some of that new talent came in, and everybody that's saying, guys, just calm down, it was only a year. But the the example that you give is go look at that resume in Oklahoma. It's not only a year. That's the it whole point. It did not change <laughs> right. in Oklahoma over years. Yeah, it's not just a one-year thing. It is a – Lincoln Riley's coached more than one year. And and SC and Oklahoma are very – I think it's a fair comp. I, I And then you hear something like this. This is what he was talking about with his uh, season's accomplishments. It's a quote from Lincoln Riley. It can't get lost, the historic turnaround that happened this season. It can't get lost, and not just the 11 wins and team success and individual success, but just across the entire program. We could have won seven or eight games, and then all the things internally still happened. You could recognize the progress internally by other measuring sticks. I believe that to be true. I think he's entirely right. What this belief, what this sounds like to me, yeah, is Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman going, "Hey, look, winning the division ten out of eleven years—that's really hard. Let's take a step back and and appreciate this." They were right too. They were absolutely yeah. right. You're not measured by that standard. You're measured by a standard of did you get into the Final Four? Did you get to the World Series? Did you win the Final Four? Did you win the did you did you win the national championship? This is what it is. He's absolutely right. This program under Clay Helton was a it was a bust. It just was bad. Right, the talent was down. the The coaching quality was down across the enthusiasm was down across the board. And he did as good of a job as you could turning it around in as short a period of time as imaginable. 
but that doesn't mean that the glaring problem isn't a glaring problem. Just like the Dodgers. Yes, you have the best organization in baseball for all the reasons we've talked about. You never win the World Series. Okay, At some point, that has to matter. At some point that you never can stop the team that you need to stop. Tulane and Utah, It's Georgia didn't do that to them. Yeah. Right, this wasn't that you ran into a buzzsaw in Ohio State, who's got you know twenty six NFL players on their offensive mm-hmm. roster. This is Tulane in Utah, who are who are nice programs. They're good. Congratulations to Utah for winning back to back Pac twelve championships. Good for you, Kyle Winningham's a great. It's Tulane in Utah. What are we doing? Well, and and what are you going to do when you're in the conference that has Ohio State and it has Michigan right. and it has Penn State? Penn State. What was that final score when they against Utah? A million just, to zero. But that just gives you an example, right? That's the third best team in that conference. Yeah, going up against the representation of the Pac-12, which was Utah, the best team in the conference. Yep. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot going on there. So the question, of course, now you get more teams in the CFP not next year, but the year after that. We're going to get more of what we saw on Monday night, or actually a little bit less. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You ready, Al? Yes. You ready? Do you want me to do it fast? Or do you want me to do it slow? Slow. <laughs> okay. They didn't have any first-round draft picks. Matthew Stafford did not throw during the offseason. Logan Bruss, their top draft pick, number two overall, who's expected to compete for a starting position, did not play a single snap this season, and their offensive line had a depth issue to begin with before they even got there. They had seven coaches leave the team at the end of last season and go take other jobs other places. They basically did not have an offseason last year. They went from winning the Super Bowl and basically rolled it straight into the draft and straight into the beginning of training camp. Allen Robinson was a huge bust. They just missed on one of their big free agent signings. 
Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald, their three best players, all missed huge chunks of time at arguably the three most important positions on the field. They lost their starting left tackle early in the season, which is probably the fourth most important position on the field. They had four different starting quarterbacks in one season. Four! There's only 17 games. They started four different guys at quarterback, and they had the number one most difficult schedule in the entire NFL in 2022, and that's what led them to a 4-12 and record. There are your excuses for the 2022 Los Angeles Rams. First off, don't cut them short, 5-12. and <laughs> What did I okay. say? Four and twelve. Oh, five and yeah, my bad. I'm still working under a sixteen game schedule. Don't take that one win away. <laughs> which um, one? By the way, which was the, the Bronco win? Against the best win of the season is that the one? Is that the one we like the best? The Raiders Raider win was fun. Ra- the, the, they were fun. Raider win was fun. Bronco win was fun. But Raiders stink. Broncos stink. Okay. Don't against my play, boy Mariota. Let me let me play it the other way here real quick. All okay. Right. Do you like the list at least? Can you tell me that? The list is legit. Like, those are all those are all one hundred percent legit reasons to have that type of a season. But I will also throw your way is they had five wins. Yes. That's the fifth worst record in all the NFL. They started the season out right out the gate when everyone was healthy. Um, the shellacking of thirty one to ten against Buffalo. They looked bad against Atlanta. Um, any win that they did have came against teams that are really not in the mix. Didn't beat a team with a winning record. So I, 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 I don't just dis- and really, what's the difference, right? If you're five and twelve, or you're eight and nine, and you don't make the playoffs, you didn't make the playoffs. Um, I don't know if I, this is why I asked you this question. We were talking about Sean McVay a little bit earlier in the week, and we're saying, hey, if this is a team, do you kind of just if Sean McVay decides to leave? And you just decide, what's the decision you make from there? Do we go get Sean Payton and try to keep this thing going? Or do you make the decision by saying, you know what, maybe it's time to start rebuilding. Maybe those draft picks. At, at one point, we were after the picks. But at this time, it's no, no, now let's start go getting draft capital. And it's just kind of, let's do it all over again. I, I asked you that if Sean McVay left, and even if you brought Sean Payton in, yep. and you went and got, you still got these players that come back and they're healthy, what kind of team does that look like next year? And if you think if they're healthy, they're still a playoff team, then maybe everything that you just listed on your list is fair. And it's actually both things can be true in this situation. Everything that did go wrong this year happened. But I think the just question now is, are they still a good team if they're healthy? Or is it time to rebuild? I, I think I, I want to change that question you had at the end there just a little bit. I, I don't know. It, if they're healthy, are they good? Yes. But the better question, I think, might be, if they're healthy, are they very good? And I think that's the question of, I'm not quite so sure. Because if, look, if Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford play the whole season and you have, they, Slee, they played 13 different starting lineups up front and on those five guys. 13. 17 Jeez. games, 13 different starting lineups up front. Let's say you play five different lineups up front. Okay, that that is a huge difference. Let's say that Allen Robinson in year two is just a little bit better than he was last year. Okay, all of these things take you from five and twelve and kind of put you in that eight and nine, nine and eight range. So now we're kind of in the middle. Let's say you get some performances that you're not expecting from a draft pick or whatever. Now you've got your ninth win or your tenth win, and now you're in the playoffs. But I agree with what you're saying that they're in a weird spot with McVeigh because it. 
I want to kind of change this here a little bit. They need to they they need to figure out what they're going to do with him and without him because they're in the middle, right? That yeah. And that arguably that's the very worst place to be. That if you're bad, okay, we're bad. We need draft picks. We need talent. Let's let's go try to find good it's players. A, in the it's draft. an eighth seed in the NBA, right? We we, we need yeah. to go fix this. We need to know. We need to draft this position. This position. It's going to take a little time to dig out of this. If you're really good, obviously that's the best scenario. Sure. But if you're, you know what? If we catch a couple of breaks, we might be okay. That's that's really scary. Mm. And so if you find out that McVay's leaving and you decide okay we're going to go you're not going to you're not going to rebuild it with Sean McV- uh, Sean Payton right you Sean Payton didn't want to sign up to rebuild something no he's coming to a, a a product ready to go you probably aren't rebuilding something if it's Raheem Morris right he he's been a head coach in this league before even though he's been in the building i would imagine he would like an opportunity to coach a team that's trying to compete that maybe it's a different decision if you're not having Sean McVay and you I, know that can, they, can I ask you a quick question sure. on that can I the Raheem Morris part of it is there um is there momentum that if he let's just is there momentum of him potentially leaving the Rams going to get a, a, a head coaching job yeah he's going to be a, a highly sought after candidate for other openings Okay. He, he, that, he's that's just simple. The then the there's probably not a rebuild if he's a coach. Yep. Well, and, and Slee, the other thing is, the last time he was a head coach, he got handed a team that was in the middle of a rebuild, and he didn't last. And, he, and it just it's you're putting a guy behind the eight ball from the jump. It's really sure. hard to do that. That what Sean McVay did is not normal to take a bad team and turn him into a good team almost instantly. And the longer that you wait to decide if he's coming or going, or for him to decide whether he's coming or going, is Sean Payton get snapped up by the Broncos does Raheem Morris take one of these open and now it's like okay now now you almost have to go into the opposite mode as opposed to running it back his indecision and I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve time to figure out what it is that he wants to do but the longer you wait to try to figure out what it is that he's going to do I think the less advantageous position you're in regardless of whether you're going to try to run it back or try to rebuild this thing You, you just I need to know the answer whatever the answer is I'd like to know it sooner than later so he's good enough and he's great enough and I'm talking about McVeigh and it might hurt the Rams long term by giving him the time that he needs but if there's a glimmer of hope and if Sean McVeigh has not given them has not given the organization guys I'm taking a year off I'm going to do whatever I do whatever it is right fair to say that they're going to give him every second that he asks no doubt. even if it hurts them just that 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 glimmer of hope they will hold on to until he officially says no I, I yes and for all the reasons that you said and you're right but you wonder too and i guess you could talk yourself in either way the longer he waits to make the decision does it not feel that that's more likely that he comes back like because yes. if, if, if you were going to pull yes, the ripcord I agree. like you okay look I, i've given this two weeks and yep. i still feel like i need some time okay but two weeks turns into three weeks, turns into a month, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of feeling it again. The longer it goes, I think the more likely it is he comes back. That's just pure speculation. I don't disagree with that. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that, 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 that scenario that you played out right there, I think the longer this goes, probably the better chance that McVeigh is considering coming back. And then, of course, there's the stories that he's given green lights to the assistants, like, hey, go, go see what's out there. I, I, I don't know. Because this is the other part of it. His decision affects 
a lot of other people's livelihoods as well. That if he leaves and the new guy comes in, there's a good chance he can want to bring his own coaches, his own mm-hmm. staff, his own mm-hmm. people. That's kind of NFL 101, right? We're making a coaching change. You don't just say, okay, you got to take all of these other guys. That's not mm-hmm. how it typically works. So I would expect a decision sooner than later, and I hope it's, hey, I'm staying. I'm reinvigorated. I love football. I want to go win another Super Bowl. But if it's a short-term decision, I, I don't think I'm going to like how it's going to go. Well, it's fascinating. It really is. Um, he's been so successful and he's so young to have thoughts of saying, guys, I, I probably want to step away this, step away from this. There are many coaches that, you know, they don't get their first head coaching gig till they're in their late 40s or their 50s or whatever the case is. The fact that he's already got this type of resume and has the ability to kind of say, look, Maybe I do it, maybe I don't. Maybe I go to TV, maybe I don't. Maybe I just am I'm hanging out for a year or two to just kind of figure out some stuff in my life, and then I'll come back. He's in uh, He's in a pretty damn good position, whatever he does, but it's the Rams. i got to figure it out after that. The Dump and Super Crosstalker coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So last night was the Golden Globes. Uh, yeah, and- Taylor and I were together for that. We, we, Taylor, how much fun was that? Our little watch party, yeah, with yeah, you in San Diego. I, I love mean, that. Yeah, it's dressed Unbelievable. <laughs> it was lovely. So Eddie Murphy was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award. And so uh, you have someone, Tracy Morgan actually gave the speech before him, gave a lovely speech for Eddie, both uh, sweet and funny. And then Eddie gave up, gave a long speech about his whole career. And this is how he decided to end the speech. I'm going to play it for you guys. It's a blueprint. And I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you just do. These three things. Pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name. Isn't that the best? I think it's it's enough time since it happened. It was a funny response. Uh, It's great, right, Al? First of all, that's perfect. And second of all, I hadn't heard that before. So the fact that it is Eddie Murphy... um, I'm okay with even if it happened. I don't need that much separation time. I I think sometimes that separation where something was really awkward or something didn't go as planned. Comedians they 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 have that line that they cross by doing it too early. So I would have been okay if if that line is two weeks after what happened with Will Smith. But Eddie Murphy, one of the goats. The best part of that, Al, is yeah. that he's has everyone in the palm of his hand. Like yep. ev- everyone's ready for Eddie Murphy, one of the comedy legends, an acting legend. He's 
I'm going to lay these pearls of wisdom on you, and you're going to you're going to eat these, and it's going to change your life. And then he drops that. Here's number one. <laughs> Pay your Here's number two. And so then uh, a little drum roll there. That so is great. Good. That's that's a pro. That's a, that's a pro. That's the way that that goes. In and out sleeve. Oh, if you're man. interested, um, is expanding to Tennessee. So I know that they're obviously in California, they're in Arizona, they're in Nevada, they're in Oregon. I Texas believe they too. have locations in Texas as yeah. well. Colorado. Uh, are they in Colorado? Yes, they okay, are. Okay, Colorado. Um, in Istanbul. <laughs> that would be a long drive for one of those in and out trucks. They're, Tennessee is the next spot. Are we going to eventually just be a, wherever we are in our travels, just you know, I'm gonna pop in in and out and get a double-double? All right, I know I bring this up, and uh, but I'll, I'm going to throw this out there because I think it's a perfect example. John and Michael, when they're out on the road, what did John say yesterday? He's been to 18 cities <laughs> in like 30. That. I mean, that's 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 crazy. But he literally, John will do this, or Michael will do this either in the pregame or the conversation will come up during the game. During the game, they'll do an in-and-out read. And then Michael will ask whoever's there from that city engineering, hey, is there an in-and-out around here? So it's like every game you're finding out <laughs> what states and what cities in-and-out is in. I, I thought I had read something. The reason why they have not expanded everywhere, they want the they want to be able to have their distribution centers yes. within a drive distance yes. of wherever the locations are. Yes. So I don't know what's changed here, or maybe this is maybe just they close have enough a new for, distribution center. Yeah, could right? be that they, they don't freeze things and all of that the way it is. It we we had in and out for lunch yesterday, me and Kelly and Bobby, and it just we're sitting around the kitchen table, and it's just. We just talked about how good it is. Although yeah. <laughs> so we've had it a million times, it's like, man, this is always good. This is never missed. It was. They don't miss. Terrific. It they don't miss. Double, Sometimes double. we talk about we talk about one player, and we're just like, hey, he had a great week. In and outs had a great. How many years they've been around? They're they don't Ka- miss. They're Kareem or LeBron or Kobe. Take your Jordan, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. They don't miss. Double double chopped chilies, animal style with the pink lemonade and regular. Fries. Okay, last time I went, I didn't do the chilies. Yeah, I think I had told you the time before. I thought the chilies just kind of took over. Yeah, I get, get, I get that. So I, I went without chilies, and then I was like, well, maybe I could just go like just a couple chilies. I just chilies. need yeah, go light chilies. I think that's the the right combination. Not a bad way to do it. It's official. Carlos Correa is on a baseball team. No more reportedly going to sign here, reportedly going to sign there. Taylor, you can dance a jig. You can be happy. Carlos Correa is back in Minnesota with the Twins. Yeah, even though he didn't want to be there for a minute, but, you know, he's back. So <laughs> you got a good player. I'll take it. Yeah, it's official, Slee. No more pending a physical or anything. Carlos Correa is And I'm is glad it's not for Twins. 13 years. Or Six years. Like yeah. 200 million. What's time. the equivalent of this? I'm trying to think, like, the way Taylor just presented it, he didn't want to be here, but he's here. It's like somebody breaking up with their girl and saying, yeah, I've, I've moved on. It's done. Trying and then two you new go, girls after that. Yeah, and then you go out, you start dating, and you, you kind of reach a point where you're like, hey, I think this is going really good. And then another girl, he's like, all right, well, that didn't go as planned. And then he's texting and calling back saying, so how you been? What's uh, what's going on been this weekend? thinking about you a lot lately and kind of just – had a lot of positive memories. Just, you know, every time I think about you, it's something positive. I just thought maybe we'd like to get together for a cup of coffee or something. See how, you, see how you're feeling. Let's do a lot in the short term. <laughs> That's a good line. I like that. That's a good way to do it. Uh, Smush Parker. Remember him, Slee? Yeah. Remember, wasn't he the one that Kobe kind of said, well, you want to play with these guys? And wasn't Smush Parker kind of the, the poster child for that? Smush Parker had, remember that shot 
I got a couple memories of Smush Mark Parker. One of them is remember that shot, the iconic Kobe shot in the playoffs against the Phoenix Suns. Do you remember that where he hits the buzzer beater? It's a Luke Walton tip. Lakers end up losing that series, but uh, this only reason why I mention it because you said Kobe. Smush Parker had a steal on Steve Nash, and I think he was out of bounds, but the the refs were, I think they were, again, paid under the table they, there. They missed it, I believe, they is missed the it. term yeah, they, looking they, for. They missed it. Um, and Cope gets a ball and he scores. I remember him embracing Smush Parker like it was a family member because Smush just kind of saved the Lakers. And that's one of my only memories. Every other one, I think, is negative, and I think Kobe is the one that said that this guy, <laughs> yeah, what am I going to do with him? Th- my only Smush Parker memory <laughs> is that that was the guy that Kobe kind of said, well, you want me to play with him? Like That's really all I remember. But Smush is making a push, I didn't even mean to do that, to become an NBA referee that he's trying to – and we've seen it before. I want to say – um, is it Leon Wood that was a former NBA mm. player that turned into a referee? So not unprecedented. That's got to be weird, though, right? That to have been in the league as a player, like you know, Clayton Kershaw is not going to become an umpire. He's he's not going to go back there and call balls and strikes. Tom Brady's not going to be a. a, uh, a just going to say, headlinesman. is Tom Brady just call offsides? <laughs> it's a it's a weird deal, right? I mean, I, good for him, but it's it's odd. It is weird. I'm not going to say that it's not, but I don't know. You know, it's not like uh, this isn't a, a kind of such a random story. <laughs> um, he played how many years ago uh, in the league? It's been obviously a long time. There's actually some some photos here on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is that shows him in his referee gear. He's obviously out there. Hey, I'm rooting for him. Come on, get out here and uh, ref the next Lakers-Kings game. Give the Lakers the possession. I had a buddy who wanted to become an NBA referee and 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 started in the process. And, you know, you start doing it like you start doing high school games. And then you get moved up to more important high school games and then low-level college games. And there's like this whole hierarchy that you go through. And he went through and he got within like two steps of getting to the NBA and then just ceiling. Just boom, never got moved up again, doing all these things. It's really hard to do, and there's talent to it and everything else. Smush Parker, uh, good luck to you. Have you have you ever, just like, have you ever done any refereeing, um, umping, any of that stuff? So as a parent of a little leaguer, you are required to umpire games that your kid are not playing in, right? You have to go back there and do these things. That's a good idea, um, yep. It, a, it does make you appreciate that it's a lot more difficult than you think. Um, that being said, I'm a very good umpire. I I I, uh, I had a good presence. I know the rules, which most of them do not. <laughs> so that that helps a great deal. But yeah, I've done it. I'm all right. You have you have a you have an umpire look to you, like if you were. <laughs> I don't think I like that. No no no. <laughs> no 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 no. Don't look at it that way. Don't look at it that. Way. I'm just telling you that if you were behind a plate and you had your signature strike three move. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate for a second saying, "Yeah, it's Travis Rogers. He's been I, up in this league for twenty three years." I, I would enjoy ringing up like some high school kids, but these are like eight year olds, so it was more like sheepishly having to say, "Sorry, Timmy, but that's strike three. You got to go back to the." That'd have been awesome if you're like, "Oh, you're out. You, you got to suck that one swing." Hey! Uh, Mason is here. <laughs> Ireland is here. Ireland, real quick, last dump uh, item. I want to ha- get your response to it. Mace, you too. Yep. The 
F1 version that they had, Drive to Survive. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be great. I haven't seen it. It's terrific. And it yep. launched kind of the rerun of F1 in this country. Yes. And I'm a perfect example. No interest in F1 prior to it. Watch series. I'm like, I'm all in. Watch the races and really enjoy them now. They're doing this for the PGA Tour. It's gonna do. It's it's gonna drop next month. Okay. It's called uh, Full Swing, and it's the same idea as the Drive to Survive. Go behind the scenes, behind the, the scenes interview. They talk, you know, what right. on each other. This was one of the many things that came out of Live. That Live, they the all these guys were leaving for Live, and the PGA Tour players went and said, "You need to get us more money, yes. or else we're all going to Live." And they said, "Okay, well." Then we're going to grow the sport together, and one of the things that came out of it was we're going to do a reality show. They're doing a reality show. But nice. The reason that Drive to Survive worked is, A, it's incredibly exotic locations like Monaco. Yeah. Things like that. And all of these guys, even the teammates, they hate each other's guts. Yeah. And they talk about how they hate each other's guts mm. openly. Right. Nice. I don't know if we're going to get that from the golf guys. Some some golf guys will do it. Like, you know, Brooks Kepka has no tolerance at all for Bryson DeChambeau. And now right. they're both on the live tour. So, you you know, that would have been fun to milk. But if it's one guy just dumping on another guy, like, well, you need hostility. You need – do you watch professional golf? You need storylines. I'm not a big professional golf guy at all. I watch the majors. That's about it. Well, right. uh, Trav, they can find it. Like, for example, everyone hates Patrick Reed because they think he cheats. <laughs> well, they don't think he cheats. He but didn't cheat. Reed go to live? Yes. So, I mean, all the villains are at live. Well, but but Kepka is in this series. Like they, they, they Didn't Kepka go to live? He did, but they started shooting this prior to the fracturing of this whole thing. Oh, well then, so yeah, get that on the air as soon as possible. Will it make you watch golf, Mace? John and I are watching it anyway. Will you um, watch it? I'll check it out. I'll ch- it sounds like hard knocks for golf, right? It, yeah, or drive to survive for or golf. Or drive to survive for golf. Yeah, I'd probably give it a... Who's, who's airing it? Uh, Netflix. Oh, Netflix? Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably give it a the, go. The same guys that did Drive to Survive are doing this. If I wanted to start Drive to Survive, yes, would I start with this current season? Would I go back question. to the very beginning? How would I? Because every well, you don't know anything about F one, right? Like, like Michelle Beadle, go back Beadle's to the beginning. Doing a show about it, but but the problem is there. You won't be caught up with the races of right now if you go back to the no, beginning. Except, except you don't know anything about F one anyway, right? I don't. Yeah, I, don't. I mean, it'll give you the backstory and it'll be pretty good because these guys change teams pretty readily, okay. and you can see where the animosities. And come how many from years these guys. are there? This this was the fourth season. Fourth I guess season. They've done it. Yeah, it, it won't I'd take you that, that long. It's really engaging. If you like it, you'll go through it really fast. I started from the beginning and caught up to the season. The season, what, Travis starts in like August? Yeah. So you have so time you before the new season, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the new F1 season? So like the, the no, no, real no, F1 season. It starts like next month. Oh, it, it starts does. early. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it starts so early. So I got to race through it. Yeah, but not really. You'll still yeah. just kind of understand some of yeah, the basics yeah. of it. Let's do a little super crosstalk. All right, so um, Al, what was it, an hour or so ago when Emily yeah. dropped her list of the hottest quarterbacks yes. in, in the NFL? I, I, list, I listened to this. You yeah. heard top this. Top 175 right. quarterbacks. Yes. How many How many people are on her list? She ranked all 32 starting quarterbacks. No, right, no, can no I, she did not. Can I see if I, can really? I, can I see if I can... Can I see if I can get her top five? Yeah. Okay. You, yes, you, go you'll ahead. You'll never get number... Well, number one's Garoppolo. Three, four, and five. Yeah, no. never, three, four, and five are like the most random names. Well, no, I'm, well Garoppolo's one, right? Yes. He's yeah. number one on every... My wife yeah. if she, my wife doesn't even like... Of course. And she like, well, sees Garoppolo and goes, who's that? No, he's Dude. like a supermodel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he's right. shockingly so, handsome. Gar- Garoppolo's in her top five. Brady's in your top five. Nope. No. Second nope. five. 
Yeah. Really? He's in the yeah, second. Didn't make top the top. Didn't make it's the top because five. he right. lost weight and his cheekbones He's are too big. He's lost too much now. weight in Emily's And I also opinion. see that 2008, a little part of the 2008 uh, long hair Brady, and I hate the long hair Brady. Right, okay. long hair Brady. What about Jalen Hurts? Is he in your top five? Yes. Okay. Number two. two. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, he's, Again, good looking man. Universally handsome. Good looking man. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good luck with the rest of this. All right. So it's not obvious <laughs> oh, no. people. There's one other obvious one and then two wild cards. Right. Um, all right. So one's got a whole bunch. Of, I've heard it. Oh, so okay. I'll, I'll give it. One's got a whole bunch of swagger. Yes. Yep. Whole bunch of swagger. Joe Burrow. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that makes, number three, right? That makes yeah. sense. And then and then she's going to backups now? No. no. They're, they're starting players, but I would be really surprised if you get four and five. Okay. She's one a, of them is Trevor Lawrence. No. No. Trevor Lawrence is six. All right. So, so you're that's close. two strikes. She's a yeah. bit of a yeah. homer. I'll give you a hint. She's a bit of a homer. <laughs> Justin Herbert? No. Oh, we Herbert didn't even mention Yeah, him. that's right. Herbert should have been He never even came up. He's, where in, did the, he he's land? in the hunt. Where did he, 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 where did he, he land? Is, All right. Um, so, Herbert was ranked 66. <laughs> no, yeah. so that's my third strike. Who did I miss? Okay, so four is Matthew Stafford. Really? That's I so, think that's Matthew so Stafford is very handsome. That's so random. It I doesn't mean, make any sense friends, to end Are you friends with Kelly? No, I'm not friends with Kelly. I would love to. Wait, you have Matthew Stafford ranked ahead of Justin Herbert in the looks department? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Justin Herbert has a little bit of an acne problem that's going to get under control. But I mean, that'll go away. He's young. Number five is a huge reach. Yes. He's okay, so let me think about this. AFC or NFC? Don't say what you're about to say because it'll give it away. AFC or NFC? NFC. It's NFC. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Is it Jared Goff? No. No. Mason thinks Jared Goff is very handsome. He looks he like Ryan Gosling a little bit. He's yeah. on my yeah. list. Just yeah. not. Um, no. Where did Goff land, Emily? Goff is 27. Did you really 27? Old... Everybody's <laughs> right. on the list. Is it Brock Purdy? No, no, it's not. It's a He's a good-looking guy. A guy with, according to Sliwa, has very big ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're he, getting, getting ears satellite. Are big. I believe Sliwa's line was, all I'm seeing is ears. Yeah. Okay, he plays for a team that you wouldn't associate him with. He's barely in the yeah, league. Barely he's barely in the league. Okay. Yeah, but he's starting. Yes. He started for he's he's not that tro- bad looking. He just has big ears. He's a Heisman-winning quarterback who started most of his team's game this year until they benched him. And his ears run Sirius XM. Yeah, his, you can get you can get serious. He's getting serious in his head because of the ears. I I don't know. Like now now you've got me all all mixed up. So Baker Mayfield won the Heisman. She he was what eight? He's Something, ten. 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 Not him. Yep. Kyler Murray won the Heisman. Not his Kyler name is Murray. alliterative. Yes, well, let's just, let's just let the guy off the hook. Yeah, it's Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I think Marcus Mariota is really <laughs> number hot. five in the league. I think he's super hot. Well, that's I, my my son's taking an art history class, and I was helping him today, and the the lecture was about how art. You can't really define because what might be art to you sure. is not art to me. This is living proof of yeah. it. <laughs> that she has Matthew Stafford and Marcus Mariota, and Mariota. ahead of Tom Brady I, on her good-looking list. I agree with Slee. And by the way, his ears are so big, he's probably hearing us right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably getting the get station yeah. on the app right now. Mace, if you want, if you want the list from 1999, she's going to have that tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Well, yeah, and, Brady, and Brady will be on that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brady will yeah, be on will. both of them along he the will. way. She has Trevor Lawrence high on her list. Yeah, exactly. I mentioned him. Yeah. yeah. He... Yeah. A little surprise. It's the hair. Uh, uh, okay, he's got that. long hair, but there's a lot else going on. By the way, on. second half of the season, number one in passing efficiency oh, he's in great. the NFL. Trevor he's become Lawrence. a, a, a he nice swag. player. Um, yeah, not as much as Joe Burrow, though. Joe no, Burrow yeah. is like the definition no. of swag. Yeah, I, I, really and, that's why, and that's why Baker Mayfield is so high for me, too, is his swag attitude. factor. His attitude. attitude. Okay, 
someone was like, oh, it's just a looks contest for my list. I'm like, okay, it's hard to separate completely the person from the looks. So I'm adding a little bit of attitude. It adds, it makes someone look better when they have that kind of And where did swag. Aaron, where did your beloved Aaron <laughs> Rodgers rank? He's at 14. He's yeah. solidly right in the middle. Solidly yeah. in the middle yeah. there. I'm surprised he's that high given the yeah. fact that you take the intangibles into effect. Because I know. This is like a. Yes. I know your this, position on uh, How I feel Rogers. about his, yeah. as, a, as a person. Very clear. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Not a fan. I could see yeah. your bedroom at home having like a Mel Kiper draft board. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a whole draft board there. Yeah, depending it, on how they, we, they talk, they can rise at the list and they can fall. We right. got started on this because I had the TV on, obviously, this, this weekend. We're watching football, and my daughter, who's 19, she saw Jalen Hurts. She did not know who he was. She was like, Yeah, who is that? And I'm like that's the that's the quarterback for the Eagles. Goes, he's incredibly good looking. He's so much. Yeah, hey, take it easy. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is good looking. <laughs> I'm your dad. We don't need to do this. Yeah. I'm going to have to show her pictures of Matthew you, Stafford. Has your Arizona. daughter ever ever brought a boyfriend home? Has no. that happened yet? No. Yeah, because you know you realize that no matter if there's literally nothing wrong with the guy, you will find something <laughs> wrong probably, with the guy. I, you know, I, my attitudes have changed slightly on that, but I think you're yeah. you're mostly right right there. I was wondering what it was like to be really good looking. Like, what do you think that's like? I none of us. Know. I'm, I'm just going to speak for all of us and say none of us are. Yeah. Well, no, I think just, that's fair. I think it's none of us are yeah. good looking here. Yeah, yeah. But but the interesting thing is about if you're really good looking, like if you're like Pamela Anderson in her prime, you know, kind of thing. Jimmy G. Jimmy right, G. Jimmy yeah. G. Now, it's funny how things will be just handed to you yep. Cliff if Kingsbury. you're that good right oh, right that's yeah, a perfect that's Kingsbury. a great you example fail upwards despite no success none, at none. any level and you just keep getting the better job Cliff and he'll get paid for four job. years without doing anything that's right yeah, it's good that's right so <laughs> I, th- I think but, uh, okay but john's right story. people who are good looking have it easy in life they oh, tend sure. to win the job interview of they course. tend to get the girl or get the guy uh, they so you, don't have to work especially hard in life, which, by the way, is one of the reasons why good-looking people are dumb, <laughs> right? Good-looking people are dumb because all the doors have already been open for them because of the way they look. They don't have to apply themselves at all. Slee, is that true? I think we. I, I I think this is a perfect example of that's why we're all hard workers. Yes, that's exactly. Right. I was going to say work hard, work See, hard. You guys remember Kelvin, right? Oh, Kelvin Washington. Yeah, yeah I love Kelvin. The, the, the star of uh, Channel Spectrum, Spectrum Channel One. one. Yeah, yeah. Spectrum One. Good looking guy. He's a good looking right? guy. Right. Sure. Like so. Right. Kelvin, we'd have some conversations here. Right. Let's just say that the world opens up a little bit when you're handsome like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta. But Kelvin's also smart and funny yes. and engaging yeah. and all that. No, stuff he, that goes he checks along all the it. boxes. Yeah. But he he just had some things happen in his life that never happened. Do you ever life. watch? Uh, Channel One. I don't have that. On don't my, have I'm a direct TV guy. Okay. Yeah. So they have a show. I mentioned this yesterday. I'm going to send out another plea. Uh, Giselle <laughs> Fernandez does a show on Spectrum One. I watch it all the time. It's called LA Stories, where she talks to interesting people. I really want to be one of the one of the people. interesting who, uh, people. Who are you going to bring with you? Oh, you mean just so somebody's interesting? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like I can see you can get on there. Yeah. But wait till you get a really good culture pop guest yes. and then do and it then as go. a tag. Well, and okay. then go. But is not lobbying for this position the opposite of what they're looking for? I know. It's a story. Like you really were desperate to come on to this You're show. Somebody <laughs> that finds themselves terribly interesting. Yes. Let's no. let me introduce you to Steve Mason. Go go figure it. Me trying to beg my way out. Yeah, what are you TV. gonna do? Yeah, May, gonna may do. send her an email and put it up on Twitter and we could all kind of have an analysis of what we think. Oh, I'll tweet uh, her. Yeah, yeah, tweet her. I'll tweet her. Send her a tweet. Her. 
I know someone who can get directly Giselle, to her. I am available for L.A. stories. Well, you got to know the Spectrum guys, right, John? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. all the Spectrum yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should hook this up. I mm-hmm. could. <laughs> I don't you know should. how receptive she's you going to be should. to it. You should. John, your one favor that you get to use, do you want to use it on Mace getting on that show? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, you I, have an endless number of favors from Spectrum. You, you're you in tight with all those people over there. Not so much anymore. No? When I worked there, yeah. But, but, but don't you travel with a bunch of yeah, yeah, people? I know, I know all of them. Right, I, but I'm I'm primarily deal with the the sports. You think guys. Michael Coger could get me in there? I know Michael. Yeah, well, he's 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 the guy that runs backstage. He runs backstage Lakers, backstage Dodgers. He's really good at his job. Yeah, he could probably make anything happen. Yeah, yeah. All right, the Trav, interesting, I got- interesting thing about Coger will not mess with. I've I've we actually had him on the show once to talk about this. If you tell him, hey Coger, we're going to. You know, pick a pick a city that, that we go to. We're going to New Orleans, and there's a rumor that this hotel could be haunted. That's all he asks. Seriously, that's all he asks. He'll go seriously, and I'll go yeah, and then he'll leave for like ten minutes, and he'll come back. I'll go, you just changed hotels, didn't you? He goes, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> that is will not even. He goes, don't even want to mess with. That's it. a crazy ass move. You know who else is like that? Lou Did Williams. You, yeah, I was going to say you said Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. If you just even hinted to him, hey Lou, there's a rumor this hotel might you know have spirits in it somewhere. He goes seriously. Are you guys ghost guys? I'm not. I'm, I'm not either. Begging, I'm not, I've been I'm begging either. these ghosts to show up. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Michael swears they stole his wine. It's like, <laughs> oh uh, yeah. No, the maid stole the wine. Right. You never it was had stole his wine. <laughs> yeah. He just won't believe. No. Way. No. One, two, three, four, five, six people uh, on the show right now. Anybody ever see a ghost? I have not. I'm I'm holding out hope. Taylor. Negative. Uh, M? Nope. Slee? Nothing, man. I'm sorry. O for six. There are no ghosts. Seriously, what were the odds that one of us wouldn't have run into a ghost at some time okay, in their Okay, but life? okay. Let me just... I'm just I'm, Google this hotel. The one in Milwaukee? Uh, well, that one, too. Okay, there's two. And we don't stay in them. I can say them because we don't stay in them anymore, either one of them, because the players are too spooked. Is that really why you don't stay there? Is no, that the we got a better spooked? deal somewhere else. But right. the but the first one is is the Skirvin yep. in Oklahoma City. Yep. Right. Sound, that one. sounds like it's on. This, yeah. this is the one with the lady in the attic who Effie. had a baby. Effie, and she had a baby or something. Okay, and so then in she... the, at the turn of the, of the last century, like right around 1900, it was the gateway, the Skirvin Hotel for people coming west. So if you were in Chicago, New York, right. Miami, and you were coming west, you'd stop it in Oklahoma City. Yes. Yeah, good music. There you go. And so the story has the guy, Skirvin, who owned the hotel, was a very a man of, of stature in Oklahoma yes. City. Yes, yes, important like, man. Yeah, like the mayor or something. Yeah. Or big businessman. Well, he got, he got a chambermaid. He had an affair and got the chambermaid, a woman named Effie, mm-hmm. pregnant. Yep. But she wasn't married, so back in those days, no go. You can't. Effie could not be seen. You know, she couldn't be seen with the baby bump. So, so Skirvin did the natural thing. He stuck her on the top floor of the hotel and told her to stay there and not come out until the baby was. And she went stir crazy and jumped out the window. Yeah. And now she that's haunts the haunted. hotel. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'm not saying that. Mythology. There. That's, a lot. that's all right. Mythology. Now the other one. The other one happened. is the. You can Google this one too. The Fister. P-F-I-S-T-E-R, mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, 
at least three different sports have claimed that this yes. hotel is haunted. Yeah. NFL, I've NBA, in the Major hotel. League Baseball. You I stayed at the hotel? I've stayed I have in the many times, Trav, and I have, seance or? I did not. I've left doors open. I've yeah. left windows open just begging for these <laughs> yeah. ghosts to show up. They won't do it. <laughs> All right, so I want to push back on the just because uh, you have seen double it. Doing DoubleTree moving forward. seen it, right? Yes, right. Do you believe that there are aliens out there, that there are people that have visited Earth I, from other worlds? I believe there are lots of people out there. I don't think they're wasting their time on us. I, I, I agree with the first part. I think that they are dipped their toe in here and said, what's going on here, and bounced. But I, I've never seen it, but I believe that's true. I don't think true. we're that interesting. I mean, if they got either. the technology to get here, why the hell do they care but about they, us? But we could be six trillion years behind them, you, right? Uh, you, like, okay, you believe cool. in the Loch Ness Monster? No. Oh, you come know, my on. Very first there's, there's actual pictures of the Loch Ness actual, Monster. And, and of Bigfoot, too. I don't believe in my, that. Just go to Google totally Images. Real. My very first trip to Europe was to Inverness... To go to Loch Ness because I was fascinated by the Nessie? Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Did you see him? Didn't see anything. Yeah. Didn't see anything. But I sat on a boat and held my camera, like ready to take a picture at any moment. <laughs> did you buy the plush toy at the gift shop? Yeah, on the way out? as a matter of fact. Of course I you still did. have that. Trav, real quick. Real, one quick question for Mace. We did this earlier. Some uh, some survey, they change their sheets or they wash their sheets once every four months. Yes. Because you eat, on, or eat inside your bed, how often are you cleaning the sheets? Okay, so... Because uh, you know there's first soy of all, sauce first of all, there's or an something update. over there. First of all, there's an update. Because of Ron the dog and his aggressiveness towards food, we have to eat at the dinner table every oh, night. Game changer. Yeah, the days of Mason eating bed might be over. When you did eat in bed, how often did you wash your sheets? Well... I will say I never washed them. <laughs> yeah, but they got washed. Yeah, I, that sounds about <laughs> I right. I didn't do the sheet washing, but as the far sheet as you know, daily yeah. or, or it, yearly, you have well, no idea. It could have been daily. Could have been daily. The way Juan rolls. What when you were a college or a single man? Yeah. How often were you swapping those out? Once a week. Yeah, that's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I that's, in college. I don't know if I ever swapped them out. Did you guys hear? I had a teammate that would go to baseball practice, come home in his baseball pants, and get in bed, and never change the sheets. I got your beat. All right, so Stu Lance <laughs> had back when Stu was in the NBA in the seventies, they all had roommates. Okay, right. Okay? You right. didn't get your own room like we all do now. Two of Stu's roommates were two of the greatest players in NBA history. First, he roomed with Elvin Hayes, and then he roomed with Pete Maravich. Wow. When he was rooming with Elvin Hayes, there was no such thing as an equipment manager. They were all in charge of their own uniform. So you had to wash your own uniform after games. And a lot of times, you would have to do it in the bathtub of your hotel room because there was just no other option. So Stu got in the habit of washing his uniform and you know hanging it up in the bathroom and drying it. He said Elvin Hayes, and keep in mind, Elvin Hayes was playing 40-plus minutes a game, sure. would just take his uniform, wad it up, and throw it in his bag, and then put it on for the next game. Oh. And he said 10 or 11 games in, <laughs> he just th this uniform Ripe. could stand on its own. It just reeked. <laughs> but he said, he goes, there's a little bit of genius to him. He said... It, it, it reeks so bad that nobody the, wanted to guard the opponent him. Would, would back off just a little bit, and he only needed six inches of space to get his jumper off. And he said, for years, he just kept doing it. And finally, as a defender, you had to make a decision. Do I just hold my nose and go in there right, or what? Right. That's awful. You win. Yeah. <laughs> that is the if winning you're gonna story. you're going to do that, more power to you. Well, Chav, Chav, you could relate. You had the whole, you know, what, what two days without changing? <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, to you back, back that, to back. Sure. I think it was this sweatshirt, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah. But it's it's been through the long. Oh, Mason wore the same thing to the show like once every day for three months. Oh yeah, I've had three months at a stretch. But it been laundered. Oh yeah, eh, maybe. well, I've got multiples of everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, uh, with that in mind, I'm going to get this windscreen off before you get your hands yes, on it. Do. Mason and Ireland coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.